Hey, business building warrior. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and we have a weekend update episode for you. As often as we can, we're going to compile some of the best moments from recent episodes, just in case you missed something, or if you want to be re-reminded of some of the greatest tips and strategies, some of those compelling, maybe emotional moments from some of the recent podcast episodes, some things that really get you fired up and motivated. Maybe you're going to work hard this weekend and knock out some good action on your business. Well, this is a great podcast episode to take with you, our weekend updates. These are short segments, little clips from recent episodes that you may have missed. Now, keep in mind, if you want to hear the full episode for anything you're about to hear, just check the show notes. Go to silentgym.com, find this podcast episode, and look for the show notes. We'll tell you exactly which episode each of our clips were pulled from. So you can go check out the full thing if you'd like. But in any case, thanks for being a listener to this show. Thanks for being a part of the, the growing community of people who enjoy and benefit from the Amazon and e-commerce training that we provide in this community. So one little reminder, all the great people you're going to hear today being interviewed, the discussions I'm having, they all have something in common. They are all students of the Proven Amazon course, the most established, most success-filled, most frequently updated, most cutting-edge Amazon training course that's great for anyone from brand new sellers who've never sold anything before online to some of the most advanced sellers you'll ever meet. They're all using the Proven Amazon course strategies, or our coaching program. There's links to both at silentgym.com, as well as a link to our free Facebook group, where we've got, as I record this, over 71,000 members who are interacting from around the world using the strategies that we teach on this podcast and in our content. So let's jump into the weekend update. Thanks for listening. We'll have brand new episodes for you very soon. So keep listening, keep checking back. Enjoy the weekend update. There were like few stories that were really, really interesting. The one, I think there are many actually, many, many stories in the podcast that that definitely touched us. The the one I remember from Olson's where they were they were guests on their on your show. And, the, and I think I know towards the end of the episode, you mentioned that the, you know, this model is like low, low, high. So low barrier of entry, uh, low investment, and you know, high return of investment as well. So I said. Yeah, that definitely clicked with us that, all right, private label, you have upfront costs, huge costs, and then you are still debating whether it's going to work or not. Replant model, I thought that this this is a good kind of way to put that, all right, this is the low barrier of entry, low income, and uh, low upfront investment, and then high return of investment. Yeah, and of course, you're talking about our our coach on our team, Robin and Brian Olson, they're great friends and good coaching leaders on our team. And yeah, that podcast episode is where she introduced that low, low, high concept. And I love that you're contrasting the way private label is taught. It, It kind of compares to every other business opportunity out there where we just assume to get into business means taking big risks, a big learning curve, uh, yeah. and it may or may not work out. A lot of money spent up front, you know, high costs, high learning curve, high risk, okay. and low odds of success. And Robin came up with for the replens model exclusively that one model that we focus all of our new sellers into. It's kind of a low, low, high, low risk, low learning curve, low investment required, high odds of success if you follow the program. It kind of flips the whole world of launching a business on its head, if you will. It just it changes the rules. 
And uh, yeah, so I love that you you brought that up. And uh, yeah, two great leaders on our team. I'm sure they'll love that you uh, that that episode stood out to you guys. Yeah, and and we reached out to your office, and actually, you know what, uh, Matt uh, Thompson and I actually we asked for you know can we have Olson as our coach, and we got them. You know, it was like, oh, so they're your coaches now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's they, great. They, okay, yeah, they they amazing folks, and, and thanks, Matt Thompson, for assigning them to us. They they are definitely teachers by heart, and. Within first two months, or uh, actually within not two months, within like first three sessions that we had with them, we learned to, you know, how to read Keepa graph, how to do find a replan. They helped us to review the quality of replans and kind of like pointed us out that, oh, this is the one you should not go in. So I think first round of replan actually we reviewed with them so that we understand like re- really what is true replan is, you know. And Again, like, you know, I, I just kind of want to emphasize one point, like for us, we directly go into the coaching and we didn't go through the pack. Actually, I didn't took any content that you guys offer uh, when you become a coaching student, because I mean, I think what they were teaching for us was kind of sufficient us to go in and try. But the course, course content that you guys have is 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 really amazing. We, we did end up taking some of the other course, like in the wholesale and things more recently but yeah we were actually ready to i mean after uh, two or three sessions we were like really excited and and kind of learned quite a bit about those and we were ready to purchase those plans let me make sure i understand something that i love your story because i think i just heard you say i'm pretty sure you just said that you didn't go through the training content at all when you signed up for coaching yeah you got all that for free for those who don't know our coaching program includes all of our content you don't have to pay for the for our content, the proven Amazon course modules. So you just did your coaching sessions and that was enough to get you guys confident and rolling and starting to find inventory, starting to find good replans. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's fantastic. I don't know that I've heard that yet, yeah. but it's a great testament to you know, the power of working one-on-one with someone who... For those who don't know it, I know you know this, Falgun, but for the listeners today who don't realize it, all of our coaches... Brian and Robin included, we've got about 60 of them, have successful businesses doing the stuff we teach. So to get a few hours of time working one-on-one with someone who knows you're taking it seriously, they're going to take it seriously, and they can cover a lot of ground very quickly with you. So I I love that you pointed that out. There's a link to our coaching program in the show notes today or at silentgym.com for those who are interested. Then comes August and... You know what? We attended, I mean, after recommendation from Robin and Brian, we ad- attended the first proven Amazon conference. And that was, that was really, we were, we were, we were blown away. Um, oh, you guys were there. Did we meet? I apologize. I said hi. I mean, I, I was a bit, bit shy because I, as I said, I had, we hadn't sent anything to Amazon and we were a little sure. bit. Our our annual events are just enough people that you can actually have a short conversation with someone and not remember because it's like 550 people, 600 people, right? So we've actually met. I apologize for that. Uh, But yeah, that's tremendous. So that would have been before you guys had a baby. We talked off air. That's correct. Because you have a two-month-old now. that You have a four-year-old and a two-month-old. So this would have been... So were you both there? Uh, no, it was just me. So I oh, was just you. Okay. So I was trying to remember, like, I remember seeing a very pregnant yeah. lady there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So, like, going into the conference, like, I had a feeling that, man, what I'm going to do there, like, I don't know, beside, you know, Robin and Brian. But 
I think we were blown away. The value we got from there was off the charts. I'm kind of a person who needs to see it to believe in it. And there was a plethora of evidence that... Yeah. Well, what what stood out to you from the event? I didn't realize you had attended it. Um, Of course, we're talking about the Proven Conference. For those who are interested, our 2023 event will be July 6th through 8th, somewhere in the Midwest. We haven't announced the city yet. But so Falcon, you attended your first one, you know, fall of last year, a few months ago. What was the experience like? I know you said you know you were able to see it, so now you can believe it. Surrounded with people who are doing it, but you know what stood out to you from the event? What did you learn? You know, with me, there's a class that that stood out to you that you attended. Just talk me through a little bit. Let's spend some time there. Yeah, no, I think that that's definitely made me motivated because that's kind of helped me with my the second uh, like what triggered us to send the package right away after coming coming from the conference. So, first of all, like you know. Definitely like going through a lot of sessions. I attended like many sessions because this was my first time. So rigorously, but then of the sessions, right, there was like networking hours that were amazing. I mean, you asked us to ask question about like, how's the business? I was a little bit shy because I, we haven't started our business yet, but people were nice. And everyone was saying that, oh, you know, when you send your uh, first shipment and when you sell your first item, you know that feeling is amazing. And and we still, that feeling is in our heart. A lot of people have said that. And when I asked them, like, how's your business? What are the challenges in this business? And everyone was so positive. So the community was amazing. That's the, uh, the, the main message. Beside that, I think the conference gave me a lot of tips on how to find replants, you know, what are the cool plugins that I can use in my business, what tools the folks making seven figure or who are very successful in this business are using, the mindset of Amazon seller, right? I mean, it's it's not, I mean, you have to have a mindset and I'll, I'll tell a little bit, a few things around that, you know, in later part of my story, whom to contact when you have IP complaint, you know, some tips on packaging, the VA program, there were like, there were like so much, it's like a, the whole world of reply, the e-commerce is in front of you. Now, you know, you start to pick uh, and choose and, and I can tell you, they, we actually, I, I actually made really good friends that I'm still kind of in touch with. I joined a mastermind group afterwards, although I, at that time, I'd not sell anything. Uh, I think that worked out really well for me. And, I love yeah. that. You know, yeah. That's the power of these events. And, and everyone drifts in this direction. We've done this you know, 11 times now, Falcon. So we've done 11 e-commerce events. We're planning our 11th right now for July 6th through 8th, 2023. And one thing I noticed very early on was every time people describe the event afterwards, they say things like, yeah, the content was good. I made some good connections on some, some tools and things. But the people, yeah. the relationships, the yeah. mastermind I formed, the, you know, the people who took the time to spend time with the new guy and encourage me. And, and it just tells me that what we've been trying to build for so long is, is working. It's the community. It's the true asset around here. So I love to hear that, that you guys were warmly welcomed as a new seller who hadn't even sold anything yet. Yeah. And still, you're joining a mastermind and making friends and that sort of thing. I love to hear that. That's that's the heart of what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and I think I I remember when I came in. I think it was Thursday evening, and I was just kind of walking to the one of the conference room, and I said, "All right, it's time for dinner." Like, "All right, I'm going to be alone." And said. 
there was a, that one guy came in and said, "Oh, we are going for no. You want to join?" It was Scott Shelton, and and I probably you know he, he's been on the podcast a few times, and said, "Yeah, why not?" And yeah, that friends friendship start from there, yeah, and then still in touch with him. So yeah, so yeah, it was yeah the community was definitely amazing. I mean, and then I think once we so. I, I bought a book uh, that Jimmy Smith had, Side Hustle to Full-Time Income. Mm-hmm. I read that book on my flight to PA, or uh, most of that book. Uh, came back from conference, so energized, told my wife that, you know, this the, going to the conference was the best decision. I think actually, she also kind of agreed that I should go because, I mean, she was not going and she let me go. So <laughs> thanks, thanks to her. So here I am in August, fully energized, said, all right, I need to do this. I need to find more time for this. And I uh, sent my first shipment around August, the last week of August, and then never stopped uh, since then. I think the connection that I made there, I was in touch with them. I hired my VA, first virtual assistant in November, um, I think October end. So after a couple of months, also prep center around that time, because I, I think that's kind of a consistent tip that you have provided to many podcast listeners that this will help us uh, help you scale. Yeah. So everything actually started to falling in a place after I attended the conference. That's fantastic. I love that we spent some time kind of talking through your experience there. And do you have plans to attend our upcoming events? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't miss that. Yeah. Very good. So it's, it's a few hours a day, two, two and a half hours a day. And how's the business going? What? How many replans have you found? Sure. Tell me about some of the exciting products you're getting into. If there's some that you really like, so I'll also kind of just go over a little bit of my my numbers, and then I'll kind of discuss like how like where we are going with those numbers, right? So, sure. um, however you want to break it down. Yeah. So initially we started like more on grocery side of it, and then went into health and beauties products, and then quarter four. I mean, everyone was excited about the toys and everything. So we've dived quite a bit into toys as well. We really want to kind of, because I mean, we are working in pharmaceuticals. So I think there's some bias towards like healthcare and like those health and beauty products. So thinking like maybe opportunities to bundle a few things there would be a good. And then then I think maybe finding a wholesaler around those would be a good strategy for us going on. So we have probably around... 70 to 80 replants for now. There were, we also kind of beyond replants, we, especially for the, you know, uh, quarter four, we went into some of the sales items and things like that too. But I think overall, like those are the, the three major categories in our business. Makes sense. And it's interesting for me as well to hear you getting into toys because many sellers are under the impression now, those of us who've been around for a few years, the toys got difficult because of all the safety certificate issues. Did you guys run into anything like that as you were selling toys? Did you have to navigate yeah, so, any so strange there like, rules? There were a couple of instances where we were asked for compliance certificate and things like that. Luckily, like, you know, I mean, we had that principle in our mind. You buy, buy like five items to test and then go from there. So it was not... We either pull those items back or, you know, by the time we decided to pull, they were already sold. I love that comment you made. It's more profound than you might realize. There's a lot of people who are starting to do well with toys again who've moved away from them. As a new seller, you had kind of that 
that innocent ignorance of the category. Like I, you didn't have any reason to stay away from toys. No one told you to. So you jumped in. And like you just said, if you send in just a few items, by the time Amazon says, hey, we need some safety certificates or you won't be able to sell on this anymore. We're giving you two weeks or whatever. By that time, you go back and forth and you look. In many cases, you can easily go find the safety certificates. A lot of retailers are now, or I should say manufacturers and brands of toys are providing those freely on their website because it's something Amazon requests frequently through sellers. So you need to go grab those certificates or just stop selling that item and say, well, we won't send any more in. And by the time that deadline arrives, like you just said, you've already sold all those toys anyway. So it really is a category that I think more sellers should be wading back into and not being afraid of. Because again, with our whole strategy being inch deep, mile wide, meaning you're not committing, you're not going in big on any one item. You're selling just a few, a month's worth at most of inventory for a good handful of different items. It's easy to recall, sell them on a different channel, get rid of them, give them away as gifts if you have to. Right? You don't have 500 units of anything. You don't even have 20 units of anything typically. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I think our criteria was that you know we were not like category agnostic, but we said, all right, if, as long as we can make 40% ROI and $6 net profit, 5.5 to $6, because that would cover our you know prep and all those uh, costs as well. So that's kind of, we said, all right, if we find clothes, we can find, you know, anything that kind of fit that criteria, we'll test it out and see what happens. And I think, you know, just casting that net widely, we, we definitely found more, lot many hits uh, in our, lot many ASINs than, than we could have otherwise found. So, yeah. People sometimes say, what's the best category to start in? What type of products should I look at? The product is irrelevant. It's either a good replan or it's not. Yeah. And we often joke among the more experienced sellers in our community who, who've kind of learned the basic lessons. There's a lot of products in our inventory that we don't even know what it's for, who buys it, why they buy it, what it does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who cares? Yeah. It's exactly. $8 net profit per sale. That's all I need to know. So I'm going to buy more if it continues to sell for me. Yeah. No, I, I think I like the advice that you have given in the past that don't get too much attached to your product. I mean, as long as... Yeah, so that that made life easy as well, right? You know, yeah, you, Reduce it to numbers. No yeah. emotional attachment. You don't need to use your instincts. How do I feel about this product? Do okay. I feel good about this product? You know, No one cares. <laughs> Is it profitable or not? Is it selling? If so, yes, go get more. If it's not profitable, stop buying it. Sell something else instead. Keep finding more replens. Yeah, so anytime someone's emotionally attached to their inventory... That tells me where they are at in the maturity, you know, in the maturity spectrum of this business model. Because at about month six, there's no emotional attachment whatsoever to any of your inventory. But those first few months, you get really excited. You'll even go to a store, you know, on an errand and you'll see there's my replan and like, oh, I love that product. I'm so excited. I sell, you know, six of those a week. And and then it goes away and you you feel sad and you miss that product. Like, You'll get over that real quick. A couple hundred ASINs into this and you just... It's just another product. It's just another replant and they come and they go. One of the very popular topics... This is a bit of a change of subject, but it's a good example for what I'm trying to say. Every new seller who comes in, comes in within a week or two of starting and says, Oh, I'm running into a bunch of products I'm gated in. I, I'm trying to get ungated. Can someone help me with ungating? Right? If you search our group for that word, ungating, 
which isn't a word you use in your normal day-to-day vocabulary, of course, but as an Amazon seller, it becomes part of your vocabulary, ungating, you'll see several recent conversations where people are saying, hey, here's how you do it. Here's what you need to do. Don't go pay somebody to help you get ungated. There's no need for a course or a book or just you know, do this, do that. Go to this category. And so we help you navigate. So use those keywords. That's my tip for the listeners. I know you know this, Falgun. Yeah. But use keyword searches in that Facebook group. 72,000 people and thousands of them are doing the business model we're describing right now, successfully helping each other out. That's an incredible free resource. Absolutely. Yeah. And there are always some tips. I know. I think the community is so amazing that they never stop answering the same question again and again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's built into our DNA. It's part of the culture that we've built here that we we embrace new sellers. We encourage them. We don't discourage them. We don't chase them away because they're asking dumb questions. We don't roll our eyes when we answer the same question for the 500th time. We're, we try to be encouraging. Because we know those new sellers will eventually be like, look at the path that you're on, Falgun. You were new, skeptical, listened to a few podcasts, asked some silly questions. And now you've got some momentum. You're on the podcast. You're on a trajectory that if continued and and you possibly make a career change, let's say at some point, now you're all in on e-commerce and Amazon. And you know, a couple of years down the road, now you're a leader in our community. And you're teaching us and you're creating content, perhaps you're on stage. If we had discouraged you early on in your journey, we would be hurting ourselves ultimately. So that's there's actually a, a self-serving component to treating these new sellers with such kindness and patience and encouragement because we know they go on to be some of the leaders who are on stage at our events, encouraging all of us, teaching us things we wouldn't have learned otherwise. That's amazing. And, and you, it's obvious to me, you've got an excitement about the idea of you said you came from an entrepreneurial family, both of you guys did. And now you've got that. You can start to catch a vision for something that you can build that belongs to you. Yep. You put in the work, you get the you take the risk, you get the reward, and you're on a tremendous trajectory. Have you taken some time to think through where this might be heading? Like what it might look like for you in 2023? Say, you know, we're a year from now. Yeah. What yeah. what does it look like? So again, like I mean, last year we 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 I told you we really want to get into it, but I think we want to balance it out in a way that maybe like bring some wholesale component to it. So you have if you have a good replants, they are selling well, then you have a you know, like you you are not limited with the quantities that you order from from retail stores. So then you know you are also kind of not I mean, if things are working well, you are getting your your monthly sales, then you don't have necessarily have to search for more. I mean, you can keep going with you know what you have already established. And for example, for those 70, 80 replants, if you find like right wholesaler who can provide those in unlimited quantity to me, I think I can keep this momentum going well. So definitely that one thing we want to do, like we want to bring wholesale component to it to our business for quarterly goal for this year is that can we go at least 50k consistently right i mean december was maybe off but can we do this like more at least 50k sale uh, either this quarter or by second quarter of it and then see like what what final quarter give us uh, again but like having that like and then i think the the major thing that we really want to do is the automation so i told you that we have a va 
who does sourcing for us. Again, that's from the proven VA program that you guys okay. have. Okay, I was going to ask if you trained them yourself or used one of our proven replay yeah. VAs. We'll no, stick a link in the show notes to that. We, we, we train virtual assistants for those who yeah. wanted us to do that for them. Yeah, so that's great. So that's working out well for you. They, are they finding most of your replens for you then? Yes, they are. I mean, every now and then I kind of jump in and try to see like what else we can do. I think this, sure. I think, you know, since my right now, since we want to diversify, what I was thinking is that maybe right now let VA source things for, for us and then I invest my three hours into more wholesale and that side of the business. Mm-hmm. And see, yeah, we can add up together, right? So mm-hmm. that's what we are uh, thinking right now. But yeah, I, I want to spend just a minute, and and Brian and and Robin, your coaches, can spend some time with you, some extra time with you on this as well. But just as a general strategic thought process on bringing wholesale in, you've mentioned a couple times to your replens business what that might look like. A couple thoughts just to kind of make sure you're you're thinking in the right direction on that. I want to spend some time on that before I would let you go. I think it's going to help you and maybe some other folks as well. What I want to share there, um, but you were starting to talk about automating. So, you, and you're using one of the the prep centers already. So, you're buying most of your inventory online. It's going to a prep center, probably from our prepcenternetwork.com, that free service we provide with you know prep centers. Is that how you found yours? You said yes. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to make myself a note, so I'll be sure to put that a link to that in the uh, show notes for the listeners today. Free service prepcenternetwork.com. I think we got. I don't know. 100 plus prep centers around the world at this point, something like that. And they can receive your shipments for you when you shop online. And so you're not having inventory delivered to your front porch, interrupting your busy day with your two-month-old and your wife and your young kids. And you know it's going somewhere else. And you have to pay for that, uh, obviously. And, and you know that's one of the reasons you said a 17% net margin. Let me just talk about that before we talk about automating, okay? That 17%, I think, will climb up to 20 and 25% after we factor out some of those one-time expenses, like the expense of hiring and acquiring a, a, a virtual assistant from our team. You, know, you paid us to train them. That was, a, that was money spent that came out of your overall net margins for your business. Well, that was a one-time cost. You pay them hourly now, but it's $4 an hour approximately. right? So you know, a minimal expense for the value that they bring. So I suspect that your return on investment is going to creep up into the 20 to 25% range pretty fast based on what I'm hearing you say. Yep. Uh, so if you're doing 50,000 a year or 50,000 a month in sales at a 20%, you know, that's 10,000 roughly per yep. month yep. of net profit for a part-time gig that's taking you between 2 and 3 hours a day let's say on the high end. Taking a, that's even I'm counting weekends off with that. You know that's a very becomes very sustainable, especially because you have someone else who's doing the research work for you. Yep. So and that, I just wanted to help put these pieces together. I know you knew all the, everything I just said. You knew it all already, Falcon. But I just want to make sure our listeners are kind of keeping up with this picture we're painting of where you are, where you're heading, and the reality of the numbers. Yep. No, I I, I totally agree. And then the automation and and I think part of it, like you know. When we, or when I started like three, four months back, you know, the sourcing and prepping is that that's your world, right? I mean, you are, you have to source and then send it to Amazon. But then as you kind of get more mature, you said, all right, that is like, oh, how do I manage my refunds or uh, returns? How can I talk with Amazon and get my refund back? Or, you know, there are complaints. So, I know there are some podcasts that you have done where you pointed out about that some of the refund services that 
that is around in the community. There is that proven account management type of uh, services where they will help us. I mean, we are not yet there. I mean, we still need to scale up a little bit more, but I think that's that's what I mean by automation, that once we yeah. have you know business where we want it to be, we would like to automate as much as we can. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of this business. And, and this trail has already been blazed by other coaches on our team, other students. Every level you go up, let's say you know, you're at the $10,000 a month of sales, your life looks pretty similar to everybody else who's at that level. And then you get up to the 30000 and there's new tools and new services and maybe new software you want to consider and new automations you can put in place. But the beauty of it is, even as you go from... as you, You'll never work harder then you do at about the ten dollars to $20,000 a month level. You'll never work any harder than that as your business grows because you're bringing in tools and automation. And I would argue you even work less over time if you're doing it right, bringing in people. Your margins will decrease a little bit because you're paying for other pre- people to do work. Instead of you putting tape on boxes, someone else is. Well, you got to pay that person. But you're freeing up your time. Yeah. And I would rather have, say, 15% of a million-dollar pie versus 25% of a $100,000 pie, right? If it, it involves the same amount of time and effort on my part. So that's where you're heading is just scaling out the numbers. Your margin starts to shrink a little bit as you do that because you're adding tools and team to the, and processes that cost you a little money. But that's, that's the trajectory that you're on, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. And I think you guys had a session in the uh, last FACT conference as well about training VA to buy for you, right? So that's also in our radar that, you know, once we, I mean, we have established good relationship with our VA and I think probably at some point we want to hands off that part. At least, you know, start with some basic things and then see how it it goes. But that's that's where we are. So that we can free our more time and then think about something else too. That's right. Every piece of this can be automated. The, The research... And once you found the good items, someone to go buy them, that can be another person or the same person. And I do like to, to uh, diversify my team a little because if that one person is sick or unavailable, we've got a backup. They've cross-trained each other. So I'd rather see two people there and they both can fill in and do an adequate job of the other person's role if one of them were to quit or get sick or leave for whatever reason. So you've got two virtual assistants, one buying, one sourcing, You've got someone monitoring your account health issues on a day-to-day basis. We've got services are merging right now for coaching students only, but they're coming to the general community very soon. And every piece of this can be turned over to a team, someone who works for you, someone else where you're never seeing the product at your house, you're never touching box tape or boxes. But we like to start people out by learning the process and knowing it so they're equipped to make good decisions as it grows. It sounds like you're moving through those stages very quickly. Yeah, and and I, I think it's just like knowing like this thing exists, right? I mean, that was also a blessing, right? I mean, like like for example, like proven account management or those refund services, pre-plan dashboard. I mean, all those things. Like unless you are part of community, I mean, you are not. I think you are just missing out, right? It's a, because I mean, those are the things which can help you because. Not everyone is going to have enough time. I mean, you can put probably 12 hours into this business as well to scale up. But if you have like three hours, then these are the things that's going to help you out. And I mean, the only way you know is like either joining Facebook community, listening to podcasts or being part of this, this, this community that you guys have built. 
Yeah, thank thank you for doing a, a great commercial for some of the services we offered today. I really appreciate that. It makes my job a lot easier when the guest mentions some of the great tools and services they're using. And, and the thing I want to point out as we're kind of rattling off some of those things that you're discovering that make your life easier, by no means do we want new sellers to jump in and say, okay, just give me everything now that I'm going to need to run a $100,000 a month business. I want it all now. <laughs> no, we can't do that. We don't offer that. It would be irresponsible of us to do so. You're going to have to take those same baby steps. Yep. All you need initially is a tool we haven't even really talked about, but I know you're using it because it's part of our basic training. Keepa. Right? Yep. If you don't know what Keepa is, go listen to podcast episode 369 of this show. We're not going to dive into what it is, but that's all you need. It's about $20 a month. That and an Amazon seller account and the training that costs you about a dollar a day from the proven Amazon course. That's it. If you're going minimalist, that's what you need. If you've got $100,000 to spend on this business, we're going to tell you the same thing as someone who says, I've only got 500 bucks to commit to this. Same message, exact same pace those first few weeks and maybe even a couple months. It looks identical regardless of what's your experience, your background, how, how well financed you are. It's the same baby steps. And then as it starts to work, as we've heard Falgun describe today, you've done a great job of it. You start buying tools and you start adding on automation and that sort of thing. And, and that's the journey that you're on. And you're starting to recognize some of the lingo. Uh, but by no means do we expect you to jump in and know all of that super fast. But it's very apparent to me, Falgun, that you've been paying attention. You've really been dialed in, taking this seriously, and you're building a beautiful business. Congratulations, man. My journey in e-commerce is only three months. I, I don't have many tips for others, but I mean, I, I would definitely... If somebody is just starting now, I would give like probably like a couple of points. Um, oh, please. I love tips from new sellers. You have some of the best insights into the process. I typically learn something every time a new seller says, ah, I'm new around here. But let me tell you something I just learned. I'm like, I didn't know that. So yeah, I'd love to hear as many as you've got. Go ahead. I think this is probably reiterated many times, like, but, but I think it's just in my opinion. I mean, I was skeptical six months ago uh, about, about, you know, is it going to work? You know, should I dive in it? Should I put my time in it? But this model works. The reply model works. I mean, I, I think I, I, I saw the success firsthand. The, the thing that you need is time, patience, perseverance, and probably a little capital uh, on your side to keep it going. I think patience, perseverance is key. I mean, I mean, I, I think I, we, we went through that. We had a baby and it was easy, but it was actually not easy in our end in the sense that you are not sleeping at night. You want to give more time to your family, but you want to still pursue your dream too. So it was a lot of balancing act. Um, thanks to my wife and, you know, my family as well helped out. But like, so yeah, you need time and uh, patience, perseverance. That's key. And this side can be bumpy. I mean, sometimes you get disappointed. I was disappointed many times when somebody returned, I have this, like, I was selling a toy. It was really well boxed up, nice box. And then I got this from Amazon. Somebody used it, packing up polybag and sent it to me. So yeah, there are those kind of moments too, where you get, all right, you know, <laughs> this is like not, but I think just stay in the game. I think that's that's my point. Like this is going to happen. This is a part of the business that we do. And the, the other two points that I would definitely mention is that if you are new, definitely attend this conference. I, I gained quite a bit. Uh, most importantly, as Jim mentioned, the, the people and friendship. 
And I think everything else kind of, all right, what you are doing, tell me what you are doing, how it's working for you. And then things start folding up for me. All right, maybe I should buy this tool. Maybe I should join this mastermind group. Oh, they are using this services, this prep center. Everything kind of came out of those uh, discussions that we had off after those session that or good session that you guys have, um, you guys had for the PAC conference. And I think, Community. The last one is the community is the key. I mean, you can't do this alone. I would have given up a while ago if I would not have a coach. Even if somebody would have given me back from first day and say, "All right, you figure it out." I think it probably. I. I mean, just me. It would. I would have lost the interest. But having coach and joining this community was key because I can see that it's working for for people. I can see that I can ask the question. I. Honestly, I have reviewed my ASINs. I have reviewed my, you know, like, oh, how do I do my profit loss with my coaches? And it was like, it was not a competitive, it was like very friendly and mutual environment because they were sharing a lot, many things to me. Uh, I was gaining quite a bit from them, just kind of asking questions that, all right, you know, I'm here, what should I do? And I have answer, right? And, and I think reactive coach also helps when you have, you know, you can just ping them in via Skype or send an email and in a few hours, you got a response, right? So like that community was, to me, was a key in my, you know, whatever success I've got in the, in the last quarter. But yeah, those are the three things I wanted to mention. Sorry. That, no, that's a great list. It's fantastic. And I love that you keyed in on those things. It, it, it's it's very relational component. It's very mindset component. You talked about perseverance and patience. How about community and relationships? Those are things that we talk about all the time around here because you can have a beautiful strategy laying right on, you know, like we spelled it out. Here it is. But if you don't have those other components, you can, like you said, I love you, lose interest. Yeah, life is busy. We've got, you know, we don't all have a two month old, but we've got the equivalent distraction of some kind, right? A, a sick friend or, you know, a, a financial struggle, a relationship struggle, something going on that's distracting us either in a good way or a bad way. We've got to put that noise aside and focus on something. And if, if you're going to focus on it, having patience, perseverance, a community, right? Someone there holding your hand. You mentioned the reactive aspect of our coaching for those who don't realize what he's talking about there. Falgun's talking about uh, our coaching program. You get an assigned coach. We already talked about Brian and Robin. Falgun's assigned coaches and you have scheduled sessions with them. But if you hit a snag anywhere along the way and you just need somebody for a quick question, you've got a reactive coach as well. That's someone who's on call. You can text them or ping them and say, Hey, I'm putting a shipment together right now. Remind me, you know, does the tape go on the top or the bottom of the box? <laughs> I'm just making it up. And, and like they can help you with those little situations like that where you're like, you just get stuck on a little something silly and, and they can help you through it. So that's an aspect of our coaching too. For those who are listening, Falcon just held up a, a, a bag of a toy. It looked like some kid played with it for three days and the parent stuffed it in a bag and returned it. <laughs> so those, those things happen. And returns that are unsellable in Amazon's opinion... You can tell them whether you want them all back or whether you want Amazon to kind of keep and resell the ones that look eligible. Typically, most people bring all returns back and inspect them themselves because you're responsible for the condition. But when you get those back, well, what do you do with them? If you're looking to completely automate your business, you don't want to deal with a, a death pile of returns. You know, right now it's just one bag of toys. Well, let's go out of here. What's that bag? A whole room of Falcon's house now is like, this is all the returns. What do we do with these? Right. Well, you can obviously sell them yourself on 
eBay or Facebook Marketplace or Mercari. Or, you know, there's a lot of places you can go. Or there's a new service that's serving our community now. It's actually one of the students from our community. And you can go to silentgym.com slash returns and read more about it. But they will become your return address for returns. When Amazon says, Hey, where do you want us to send your stuff? You don't send it to your front porch. You send it to them. They sell it on eBay for a fee and send you a check as things sell. Pretty cool service. So just letting you know that that's out there. Silentgym.com slash returns. I'll stick a link in the show notes to that as well. Uh, but so, you know, there's always a creative solution for every challenge that arises with this business. Were you aware of those guys yet? Had you heard us talk about them yet, Falgun? I heard in them in podcast. Uh, I think they were yeah, a guest from you know, a couple of weeks ago or so. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Is there anything else that's on your mind, though? Yeah. So, th- that and the, I think one question I have, it's just like general. So, like, I think it's just more perspective. And I know part of the answer, but maybe I'll ask you. The big players like Target, Walmart, I'm pretty sure like they want to be next Amazon or they want to get that popularity, right? And we as a like uh, resellers, we do buy items from them. Do you think that they will start challenging if they, they they will start challenging the resellers if they have not already at some point? And what do you think? I mean, there are so many other vendors, but I, I just want to know like what's your perspective on that? Um, just want to hear from you. Yeah, I, I love that question, Falgun. And I I like kind of guessing where things are heading in the future. But anytime I get a question like that, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but quite often the question behind the question is, is this secure? Like I'm starting to put some of my family's future financial stability into this arena. Right. That's kind of the question behind the question, right? What are the big moving pieces here that could make this more difficult in the future or easier or better in the future? So, if I had the time to do it, I could do a very convincing, and I've done it on this podcast episode before, on on previous episodes, very convincing, I think, based on facts, data, and undeniable trends, that things are heading in a beautiful direction for anyone who knows how to find products and sell them online. At a nice profitable markup, if you've got that skill set, which is what you're developing here, the future is wide open. Whether the platform be Amazon or Target or Walmart or whatever next company, maybe eBay makes a big comeback, right? The platform doesn't matter to us. The skill set we're developing is finding products at price point A and selling them for price point B, which is a significant enough markup, meeting a customer demand while there's still net margin left over. We're getting really good at that as a community. That's what we do well. And stacking other opportunities on top of that skill set. For example, helping a brand get on Amazon if they're intimidated by it, which most brands are. You're successfully navigating a business right now on the Amazon platform. There's right now, Falgun, there's thousands and thousands of businesses that would say, here, we're going to throw money at you. Please help us navigate this territory that you've figured out. Right. So the future looks very bright. I like to point that out before I answer the question of what's Walmart doing? What's Target doing? How does that impact the Amazon opportunity? As a reseller, I love to see the giants beating each other up with clubs. I love it because as a shopper, I'm more likely to get good deals and it's new platforms where I can begin selling. A lot of sellers, myself included in our community, we sell on Walmart as well. Target is starting to make some rumbles of opening itself up to resellers. That's more platforms for us to sell against. And the thing that we'll do as resellers is 
we'll go where the eyeballs are. We'll go where the opportunity is. Many listeners may not realize that this community, when I say this community, I'm talking about the, the people who've kind of been listening to what my team and I have to say for more than say, you know, 10, 12 years. About 12 years ago, we made a pretty major shift where eBay was the only game in town. And suddenly it was eBay and Amazon. So we started talking about both. And then suddenly Amazon was taking up most of the oxygen in the room as far as an exciting opportunity where new sellers could come in, big sellers could get big, stability. We still like eBay, but it's not the scalable, automatable business model. So I would love nothing less than for a scalable, automatable business model to emerge on Walmart, on Target. Right now, it's just Amazon. From the replens vantage point, from the you know completely automating a, uh, a physical sales business. Now, there's many creative ways to do many things. We know people who, for example, they'll shop at the uh, the closeouts, you know, the the liquidations, and they've got a physical store and they fill that store with products from the closeout and liquidation, and they sell some of it on eBay as well. We don't recommend you sell those products on Amazon. Even if it's working for a good friend of yours, he's making a lot of money right now. What's going to happen to that good friend of yours who's making a lot of money right now is one day Amazon's going to freeze all that money and freeze all that inventory because they can't provide proof of chain of custody through legitimate sources. So Amazon doesn't like that model. But the point I'm making is there's all kinds of creative ways. The one thing that I don't like to see is one dominant player dominating the entire landscape of available options for resellers like us. And that's kind of where Amazon is right now, but they're growing so fast. And there's so many new opportunities every day. I'm kind of okay with it for now, but I would love to see Walmart, Target, maybe eBay, play some catch up, offer some you know, fulfillment services, that sort of thing. But for now, Amazon's the dominant name of the game. And I don't see that changing anytime soon. If it does, it's in our favor. If it doesn't change, it's still in our favor. The opportunity is wide open. So I have a very optimistic view of the future of e-commerce. Assuming nothing in world events, you know, throws the whole world into chaos, <laughs> you know, that you, we can't control that obviously. But to the degree that we kind of continue business as normal economically, Amazon is a massive opportunity. And I'll say one last thing too on that, Falgun. You've probably heard me say this, but for in case there's some listeners who haven't heard me say this. Only about 18% of all retail spending in the United States is online right now. Almost half of that is on Amazon. But that's still not very much in comparison to the 80 plus percent of retail spending that's not online. Traditional retail stores, brick and mortar, get in your car, drive to the store. That's 80% of all retail spending in the US still. But that 18% that is online will soon be 20, then 25, then 30 in the coming 5, 10, 15 years. That's all new opportunity for us as online sellers. Wide open. I think we're in our infancy of this opportunity. I think it gets bigger and stronger over the next 5 to 10 years. I've been saying that and I've been right for about 10 years as well. That's the direction we're heading. And that's US government numbers. That's not me making it up. You can can Google these things and, and see it for yourself. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.